daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, the podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this week to get in on the Tampa Bay Rays action and conversation. That is Spotify Greenroom. Okay, Ulysses, we move along. We continue our 2021 Tampa Bay Rays player review series. And today we have, drum roll, please, JT Chagua. Oh, JT Chagua aujourd'hui pour les gens de Lockdown Rays. Bah oui. Quit bragging over there. I know you're a very well traveled Renaissance man. How many languages can you speak? You know, I'm working on my 17th today, uh, Kevin. <laughs> you need to be the Rays translator, one of them. Dude, that'd be a pretty cool gig. I see Manny Navarro's job, and I'm like, that's the dream. Manny's got it figured yeah. out. He's in baseball. He's working with languages. Good job, Manny Navarro. He's awesome. Let's be honest. I think you'd actually be better than Manny Whoa, Navarro. Whoa, that's that a lot. That's a lot. I'm not going to put anybody down, but I would. if they need a second one, hi, hello, hola, como estas? There we go. Very good. Uh, okay. I don't think JT Chagua needs a French translator, but his name is very French, of course. Uh, as we do with these player reviews, we will discuss what went right with the player, what went wrong with the player, and the player's future with the team. Uh, Ulysses, what went right with JT Chagua? Okay. Well, that's that's that is that Stu uh, telling us yeah, to knock it off? I know. He's... Actually, no, that was JT Chagua texting. There we go. (laughs) Weird. Um, Okay, let's let's see the big picture, guys. Uh, 23 and two-thirds with the race. He had a 190 ERA, 24 strikeouts. That's that's nice. Uh, So 24.5 strikeout rate. I didn't like the next thing, which is the walks. 14.3%. Bad, 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 214. So just okay with 123. So, So overall, I think he did put a... Um, it's the peripherals that you kind of don't uh, don't love, uh, but I, I do think that for what you know he provided the race, maybe yeah. not at the end of the season. Uh, I think he was a solid solid ad, and, and 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 we talked about that when the Castillo trade happened. We were kind of scratching our heads because he wasn't a lockdown guy, mm-hmm. and he showed that he ultimately wasn't a lockdown guy. But I think he can be. I think he can be. And, and, and the, the best thing that I can highlight around him being a possible get out of a mess, get out of a, a crappy situation is that left on base percentage. I, I, you, you know that I love this mm-hmm. uh, stat, uh, Kevin. It's like the strand rate. The higher the percentage that it is, it's the best. So when when guys get on base, what's his left on base percentage? And I just could not believe it. It's 96.9%. Mm. That's elite. That means that 96.9% of the runners that are on base when he's on when he's on the mound 
get stranded. That is fantastic. So I think if if we can take the the biggest positive from JT Chagua is that that strand rate is phenomenal. Yeah, a couple of things with JT. First off, I mean his numbers were actually better with the Rays than with the Mariners. Yeah. With the Mariners in 30 innings, he had a three ERA. With the Rays, like you mentioned, Ulysses, a 1.90 ERA. And some interesting things happened when he was traded to the Rays. Um, we knew him as this guy is a very slider-heavy guy. Uh, with the Mariners, he was throwing 69% sliders, 31% sinkers fastballs however you want to label it Mm -hmm. with the rays the rays had him do something different basically even that out make it 50 50 51 percent fastballs 49 percent slider so he's actually using the sinker slash occasional four seamer more than he was using the slider and also what i noticed in watching some video of him uh his delivery was altered a little bit when he got to Tampa Bay. If you notice, and if you have a chance to look this up, it'd be great if we had Inter McGee who could uh, give us some side-by-side video here. But with the Mariners, he had a very small leg kick. Like he would barely lift his leg where it was much more pronounced with the raise where his knee is almost getting to his numbers Mm -hmm. and he keeps his glove and his arm very high. So there were some def there there were some significant or noticeable mechanical changes with Chagua. Uh and you know what I don't think it it really was a bad idea. I mean as you we can see in the numbers of of using the the sinker more than the slider. I mean that's a pretty darn good sinker with the elite level horizontal movement and then there's occasions where he works it up to 97, 98, even 99 sometimes. That's a head scratcher for me, though, the fact of, of changing that pitch mix because you know, the, the slider, if, if that's what the Rays have focused lately in the last five years or so, just mm-hmm. get these guys with a wipeout slider, why the change? What, what made them think, okay, well, it has to be a 50-50 mix instead of a 70-30? Uh, it can't just be something broad like, well, we don't want them to know what's ha- what's coming. Like they ra- the Rays don't care about that. Right. The Rays have always focused on what is this guy's best st- strength and then attack them like that. Don't focus on anybody else's uh, problem or strengths or flaws. It's what is your strength? And then we're going to maximize that strength. So what did they see in that slider or in that sinker that they said, let's go 50-50? Because – if we remember when that trade happened, we kind of saw similarities between Diego Castillo and JT Chagua. Mm-hmm. The slider, the sinker, and all that, and, and, and the peripherals were similar, especially career-wise. Uh, my issue is Castillo was actually a 50-50 guy three years ago. Yeah. And, 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 they, and they made him use the slider more. What happened that when JT came to the race, they said, you know what? Let's make you into the Diego Castillo of two years ago, even though your career numbers and peripherals are the same. So I think JT is going to be kind of a, a bullpen experiment. Yes. And, and and I think that the Rays have enough arms that you can do that with, with, with some guys. And again, that incredible left on base percentage makes me hopeful that he can be a get out of mess, get out of a mess situation kind of guy like Ryan Thompson. Remember Ryan Thompson before the first half in the first half, if you needed an out, that's the guy you go to. 
I think JT Chigua is not going to be a setup guy, is not going to be a ninth inning closer guy. I think this is the guy that if you need an out, this is the go-getter. Yeah, or sixth, seventh inning guy. Or if it is the ninth inning, it's a 5-2 ball game. Uh, yeah, I would rather him be the guy to get out of the messy or a four-run lead, three-run lead. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, you know, we'll, we'll get to the we'll problems to left yes, l- we, later on. Yes, we will. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, Ulysses, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. We'll be hosting rooms for the Locked on Rays podcast once a week. And yes, that means you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. So go download the free Green Room app now currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Uh, okay, Ulysses, we alluded to it a little bit with JT Chagua, but uh, what went wrong? Of course, no player is perfect. There's always things that go sideways here and there. There's always some little things that we can nitpick, despite a guy that had a 1.90 ERA with the Rays this season, but something or some things that you did not like about the, uh, JT Chagua. Uh, a couple of numbers jumped out at me. First of all, that that exit velocity, he's in the 38th percentile. Mm. Uh, you know, if you're going to come out of the bullpen and you're going to get hit hard, that's that's going to be a problem, especially when you mix it up with uh, the, the walks. I mean, you, you cannot have a 14.3% walk rate. Um, you know, if you look at it the opposite way, just as, as a fun uh, exercise – that's basically how Yandy Diaz takes his walks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if we all know that Yandy takes his, uh, takes, takes his walks at a pretty good rate, the opposite for a pitcher, not so good. Not so good. So uh, that's the thing. So those two together, if you're going to get hit hard and then you're going to put runners on base for free, that's yeah. not going to be a, 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 a recipe for, for, for success. Here's a negative. Uh, he was like the only raised pitcher this year that did not record a save. Ooh. And I yeah. think he, he blew three saves as well. I remember one for sure. Was it the Houston Astros game? Is that what you're talking about? Bingo. Was it three walks in a row or two walks in a row? I think it was two walks in a row to Jason Castro and Chase Chaz McCormick. Like it wasn't the the middle of the order pop of the Astros. And it was a bases loaded walk-off loss. Yeah, those that hurt. Chagual was given. Those hurt. So, so again, I, I think he has positives, but the negatives are there. And the negatives yeah. are too many free passes for a reliever. And this was the same thing we talked about with uh, Pete Fairbanks last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not to spoiler alert here on Pete Fairbanks, that didn't change. Yeah. Uh, so so I hope it changes with Chagua. It didn't change with Fairbanks. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing. You, I think this is going to be a guy that you can kind of mold. Uh, I, he's very early in, yes. in, 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 in the contract years, I think, perfect 
fan graphs, and now we have to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, say that. But per fan graphs, I think it's like 1.1 year of uh, of service time. So you, so I think the ARB eligible is in 2024. So you can really just kind of create whatever you want with JT for a while before you know he he gets a little bit more expensive. But we know that he's not going to be with the Rays in 2024. So that's really not a problem. Who would you trust more in a high leverage situation? Shagua or Pete Fairbanks as of right now? As of right now, I would I will tell you, drum roll please, Inter McGee. <sighs> tell me again when we do the Pete Fairbanks <laughs> player review episode. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, here's the thing with and I'm not saying this is a knock on Shagua. Not everybody can be a Rawlish Chapman. Just like not right. everybody can be an ace, number one, number two, number three whatever you want. There's a little bit of a role for everybody, but I still six, seventh inning guy or a guy. I don't know if I want him in a one run ball game in the ninth. And not right now, at least not against top notch competition. Um, You know what? I'll even add to that, to the negatives here. Look at his splits. I'm going to read you the splits between righties and lefties. Righties in 13 and a third innings, he allowed 12 hits in those 13 and a third. Mm-hmm. Four walks, that's nice, so he doesn't walk the, the righties. 15 strikeouts, a 120 whip. Now let's go with the left-handers. In 10 and a third, he allowed only three hits. Okay, so mm-hmm. the lefties, they don't get hits off him. 10 walks in yeah. 10 and a third against lefties. So, so... Ended up being a 126 whip. So he's literally kind of almost the same guy. He's going to allow base runners in. He's going to walk the lefties and he's going to allow hits to the righties. So that's why I'm saying he's an experiment bullpen guy, because I think you can really just push him one way so that he's a specialist to a righty or specialist on the lefty. But but the walks against the lefties, that's that that's absurd. Ten in ten and a third. One thing I noticed with him is and maybe this is speaks to why the Rays flip-flopped his pitch mix a little bit. He has a tendency in hitters' counts to yank that slider, mm. yank it glove side down and away for a ball. Um, now, maybe some of that is just the fact of the change in pitch, pitch mix, and he didn't have as much feel yeah. for that pitch. I don't know the answer to that. We would have to ask him. So that's one thing. And then he had a – he was – it was – he was sort of a microcosm of the Rays bullpen in September because he struggled in September. I don't know if he maybe perhaps it could have been a I've hit a wall sort of a deal because right. I, I know there were times in August, I think with the Rays, mid-late August, he was used back-to-back days three times in a pretty short span. And then there would be times where he wouldn't be used for four or five days. So there was kind of an inconsistent usage there. Um, and then also, where he struggled towards the tail end of the season, uh, the long ball ate him mm-hmm. a little bit. I talk about yanking sliders down and away. He also left some hanging sliders to some guys. Hunter Renfro, Tim Anderson, Jamer Candelario were, uh, you know, he was the victim of that a couple of times. And look, I, again, I'm not, he played a role. He played an important role for the Rays this year. I just don't think he, I don't look at him as like, oh man, and he's got good stuff. Don't get me wrong. He's got really good stuff, but he doesn't have that bulldog mentality that, oh, this guy's coming in (laughs) with the metal, with the metal music and man, watch that. Hey, 
he, he strikes fear into the opposing hitter. I don't quite see that from him. Yeah, and, and you know, talking about the long ball, his home run per nine was 1.14. Again, not really liking that from a yeah. from from a bullpen guy. So he gets hit hard. He get he is success, susceptible to the long ball, and he gives free passes. It, it it's it a lot of little things yeah. that can combine to a disaster outing, which we saw plenty of in, in September. The September, what you're right, it, it was his worst month. But you you, you got to believe that. This offseason, they're going to try to tinker with little things with him. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to have to kind of look for his best strength and then ultimately do what the Rays have done very, very well since 2008, which is put players in a position to succeed. What is JT Chigua's best position to succeed? What is his role in a, in 2022? Yeah. That, that is what they need to work out during this offseason because I feel like the Rays have a lot of arms in the postseason. We, he made it to, 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 to the roster. I feel like in 2022, you've, you're going to have to look at this bullpen, at this stable, and, lo- and say, okay, where do we go from here? Yeah. Because what we did in the postseason in September didn't work. Uh, would you have made that trade? All over again, the Diego Castillo for JT Chagua, and I should mention a solid prospect in Austin Shinton, corner infielder or corner outfielder. Not sure what he's going to be as of yet. Uh, people that follow prospects are really into Austin yeah. Shinton. So like, I, I have to believe those prospect uh, followers that uh, Austin's going to become a thing. And by a thing, I mean, you know, a role player some, somehow. And I, I, I think we all knew that Diego was very loved in the fan base yes. and, and had really good moments. But we also saw, you know, any every, everything that I'm saying negatively about JT, could we not say it about Diego? You could. You could say that, although the one thing I would give in Diego's, uh, Diego's favor is he could convert saves. It might take you a while. You might pull your hair out, but he did have 16 saves last season. So he was, and that's why I asked the question because I think the Rays made that trade partially. uh, It's a cost savings move because Diego Castillo is arbitration eligible for the first time this season. And also I think they had in the back of their minds that we're going to get the Nick Anderson of old backs. So we don't necessarily, we can take, a tiny step back from we, we might take a little bit of a hit in Chagua for Castillo, but we can make up for it with saving money and getting a prospect in Austin Shinton, who there's some people out there who believe he's now a top 10 prospect in the Rays organization. And is a guy that he could in a way play a Matt Joyce like role of giving you a 260, 270 batting average and 18 to 20 bombs. And, you know, fringy defense, I guess. My goodness, that would be uh, more than welcome in in, 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 in the lineup. I, I just, I don't think we're talking about the letdown that Nick Anderson was. Yeah. And I don't think Ray's Nation is really ready for the conversation that we all were hoping for Nick Anderson of old. Mm -hmm. And when that didn't matriculate, then you saw that the bullpen was not as stable as we, we, we we hoped that it was that, that, that was the issue. You were really hoping the front office was really 
open Nick Anderson was going to be Nick Anderson of 2019 and of the regular season of 2020. Yes. People forget that. He was solid in, in, in the regular season of, of 2020. And um, he he wasn't that guy. He, he, guy. He, was, he was so not that guy that he was left off the postseason roster. Moreover, they were going to – they basically picked Whistler in his bum finger over him. Like, no, we'll just keep Whistler, I guess, and and – Try to see if he can salvage this thing as opposed to throwing Nick Anderson out there. And never threw the ball in game four, Whistler did, but he was yeah. too valuable, uh-huh. according to Kevin Cash there. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, maybe JT Chagua needs this. Maybe Nick Anderson needs this. Maybe Matt Whistler needs this. Everybody needs this. A built bar. Gosh, Kevin, I, I, I cannot agree more with that statement. Everybody needs some built bars, but why, why do they need built bars? It's because they're healthy and delicious, and they've got so many flavors. They're amazing flavors. You've got double chocolate, cookies and cream. You've got German chocolate, raspberry, uh, cherry barcia. You've got them all. So if you can't pick them, you can also get a mix box and you get two of each flavor. And then you know what to get next time you're at built.com. You got to go to built.com and you got to do that promo code before you hit purchase, right? Locked 15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. You guys are probably already saying this with mm-hmm. me in the car at your job. Maybe mute yourself from that Zoom meeting. It's okay. Locked 15 at built.com. Get yourself some built bars. You deserve it. It's the off season. You got to get your body in shape, lift those weights, but do it with built bars at built.com. We also want to tell you about bet online, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online. It remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on that's L O C K E D O N locked on to receive that bonus bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and it's where the game starts. Okay, Ulysses, uh, JT Chagua, what is his future with the team in, in 2022 and maybe beyond? You mentioned some of the numbers or the facts with arbitration eligibility and free agency. So uh, he will be in the race favor, should be pretty cheap this upcoming year, depending on what happens with the CBA. Yeah, and, and I don't think that's going to change that much for a guy that only has 1.1 service uh, uh, time. Mm-hmm. So uh, you'll see him as an option. I would to to also you know if if the results are not there early that they move on. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know uh, he's intriguing. Uh, he really is. He mm-hmm. he's he's got a lot of question marks surrounding him. There are things that I really really like about him. Uh, with his peripherals and then some other things that make me think, well, you know, there could be somebody better out there. Yeah. I mean, ultimately if Lewis had and, and, and JT Chagua show up to spring training and there's only one spot left and, and Lewis head is better, at least has better results than JT. Who do you pick? Oh, that's tough. Who do you pick? I, 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 again, I, there are things that are really good for JT and that that left on base percentage is you know 
fantastic. The, the the fact you know he he wasn't Babbitt to death. The mm-hmm. the FIP worries me too. Four sixty nine for for his FIP. So yeah, I, again I, I'm just up and down, up and down with JT. I, I don't know if you feel the same way. I just there's not a lot for me to say. Heck yes, and there's yeah. not a lot for me to say. Heck no, I think he's right in the middle there. I agree because they could also be thinking along the lines of let's sell high. He just had a sub two ERA yeah. with us. This would not be the first time that the Rays have sold high on a reliever before or got ridden of a reliever. I mean, what happened Yo. to, yeah, I, I mean, just think about, it. I mentioned this, uh, I think on Monday's show, just what happened to Aaron loop. What happened to John Curtis? What happened to Aaron Slager? So was the Alvarado of course was not the same guy, but right. they will move off relievers and, and relievers are so fungible as we've learned. And we can look at JT's history. It's not like he's been this guy for four or five, six years. Uh, his really, it's been a very checkered past. He had struggles with the twins. He had struggles with the Dodgers, figured things out for a little bit with the Mariners and then gets traded with the Rays. So, uh, and then the other thing too, is how, how confident are the Rays in some of the injured relievers or injured pitchers that may be coming back into the fold. You know, Jeffrey Springs, Ryan Thompson, Colin Boucher. What are they going to do with Oliver Drake? What are they going to do with Chaz Rowe? So there's a lot, there's only so many spots. And to your question about, do you take Lewis head or JT Chagall? I think the Rays have, at least they've kind of put their foot down and said Chagall because Chagall hasn't been making the, I don't know what his option situation was, but he didn't make the Durham shuffle back and forth. And uh, Lewis head was left off the postseason roster while JT was pretty much a lock in to be on the postseason roster. And, and so exactly. But, but I love the fact that you're talking about Colin Pache. I love yeah. the fact that you're talking about Jalen Beeks. I, I, I love Cody it. Reed, Cody Reed. Uh, you know, th- th- there are options and, and you know, who doesn't have options is JT Chagua. He's yeah. got zero options left. So that's something that of course is going to determine uh, the, the bullpen, but all of these names, all of these people that are becoming back, healthy can i add nick anderson to that list maybe he was just maybe he just yeah. needed a, a few more months and they he, he kind of rushed himself they kind of also said okay and you know with the nick anderson thing i, I know this is not a nick anderson player yeah. review but you know the the fact of the matter is they gave him like 14 outings in triple a mm-hmm. when that wasn't really the plan the the plan was like okay 10 of, of three four and then it kept yeah. happening and because the results were in there they didn't see the velocity kick up so they were worried too they're like okay maybe he just needs more time it never came but they needed to to, to give him some major league time and yeah. so they did um you know i feel like there are a lot of arms in the bullpen that are coming back from injury and JT Chagua ultimately will be in that deciding block. I don't think he's a full shoe on in, and I don't think he's fully yeah. out. I think he's going to be right in the middle, right in the thick of it, trying to fight for a spot in spring training in 2022. And with that, mm-hmm. Kevin, I ask you this question. Put on your teacher hat on. Get your I red got it on. Sharpie. Yep, 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 yep. What is your grade oh. for JT Chagua? for this 2021 regular season with the race. Mm. And I don't take into the, can I, can I add in Austin Shinton? Is he part of that? Or do I have to keep that separate? <laughs> Austin Shinton. I'm not, I guess cool. I'm not grading the trade, right? No, I'm no. just grading. The trade, I think we're all happy with the trade. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you couldn't be. Um, I will give Shagua. I will give him 
a high B, not a B plus, but just a B. I will give him a B because he had opportunities to convert on a save and he had some, he was actually pretty solid in the postseason, I guess, all things considered, but there were that, that September leaks out to me. You so know, I'm just going to give him a B. That is great. Mind sync alike, Kevin. I have him at an 85. Fair. Just again, right in the middle. Not, not fully awesome. Not yeah. get him out of here. Just right in the middle. I think he's going to be fighting for a spot. Options help for, for, for him because yeah. he's, he's, he, nobody wants to let go of an arm of a major league arm like that. So I think he's right in the middle of it. Yeah, I, I think there's only, and we'll get to this, this will be in future episodes, there might only be two raised relievers that we're going to be given A's to. So yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. And I, yeah. I just, it's not like, yeah, Chagall, the look at the ERA, everything like that. That's fine. That's great. But he didn't stand out to me as he's an A player. So Correct. Uh, I think that's I think that's a very fair synopsis for him. Okay, very good. Uh, that is player review number two in the book. So hope you guys are enjoying this. We would love some feedback if you are or aren't. Um, we have been instructed by the bosses to do these player reviews, so they're going to keep on coming one way or the other, most likely. Although we do plan to mix in a mailbag on occasion. Maybe you have a guest on, so try to change it up you know a little bit. When, so. when somebody has a comment on like, hey, you know what? I'm a JT fan because of this and this and this. Write an email. Yeah. Send us a DM. And on the next player review, we'll be like, hey, you know what? Somebody said, you know, Sunny Berlin or whoever it mm-hmm. is, you know, th- they can get their, their, their shots at the player review too. So uh, there you go. Very good. Very good. Okay. Thank you again for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day. And we will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, be sure to check out the latest episode of the Locked on MLB podcast.